1: May I have your attention,
2: please? Welcome to Irish Illustrated Insider Post Game, Florida State Edition, sponsored by Augie's Locker Room, online at AugiesLockerRoom.com. Hello, I'm Len Clark, and on Twitter, I'm LenND1. The Fighting Irish opened the 2021 football season Sunday night in Tallahassee against the Florida State Seminoles, and this game went into overtime. On today's show, we'll hear a game recap. Then listen to Coach Brian Kelly's postgame comments, as well as quarterback Jack Cohn and safety Kyle Hamilton. And we'll also get Tim Priester's snap judgments. That's today on Irish Illustrated Insider Postgame. Now, let's kick off the show. Oh, yeah.
0: Florida State's Ryan Fitzgerald missed a 37-yard field goal in overtime and Jonathan Dewar made good on his ensuing 41-yarder-1 possession later as Notre Dame escaped Florida State Sunday night, 41-38, that after losing an 18-point lead late in the third quarter. The Irish offense overcame myriad missed tackles and ill-timed big plays seeded by their defense, though intermittent scuffles offensively plagued the visitors throughout, notably three fruitless fourth-quarter possessions prior to Dewar's game-winner in the extra session. Notre Dame struck first in the contest, and on fourth and one to boot, as quarterback Jack Cohn connected with tight end Michael Meyer for a 41-yard score, untouched down the right side. Meyer had previously pushed the Irish into Seminoles' territory with a 25-yard gain on the season's opening snap. The Irish amassed 99 yards to their host's total of negative 9 through the contest's first 10 minutes, but Florida State's defense twice forced punts near their own 40-yard line to keep the contest tight, 7-0. Knowles running back Ja'Shawn Corbin took advantage thereafter, avoiding a tackle at scrimmage, then eschewing a D.J. Brown tackle attempt in space to race 89 yards for the tying score. Notre Dame's offensive line continued to struggle with the Knowles' revamped defensive front and after a three-and-out possession lost yardage, Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis put the hosts ahead with a goal-line bootleg right, his easy two-yard jaunt set up by a 21-yard pass to freshman Malik McLean plus a 20-yard gain by Corbin against what suddenly seemed a step to slow Irish defence. Dewar connected on a 47-yard field goal to trim the Seminoles' lead to four points, 14-10, with 5-0-2 remaining in the half, and after a diving Kyle Hamilton interception, Cone found a leaping Joe Wilkins for a 23-yard fade route score and 17-14 Irish edge heading into the break. Second Stanza Explosion Florida State dealt the first blow of the second stanza as Travis victimized Irish senior safety Houston Griffith in coverage, connecting with backup running back Chickie Douglas for a 60-yard touchdown on third and seven. It was the Knolls' first conversion since midway through the first quarter, though the momentum the lead-seizing score was stunted by a botched snap on the path thereafter. Notre Dame's cone revved up the Irish passing attack, first hitting Kevin Austin for 29 yards down the left side then again finding the senior in one-on-one coverage for a 37-yard score to the front-right pylon and a 24-20 advantage. Hamilton picked off his second pass of the contest on Florida State's next possession, his celebration penalty thereafter pushing the Irish offense back to their own 31-yard line. After consecutive plays losing yardage, Irish offensive coordinator Tommy Reese dialed up a third-and-17 screen to running back Kieran Williams that, thanks to a phalanx of blockers, gained 55 yards deep into Seminoles' territory. The Irish then made it 3-for-3 with third-quarter touchdowns when Cone and Williams struck again, this time from third and goal at the six-yard line as Williams forced two defenders to miss in space, thereby extending the visitors' lead to to 11-31-20 midway through the third quarter. Desperate to stem Notre Dame's rising tide, Florida State chose to go for it on fourth and two at their own 33-yard line, but pressure by linebacker Isaiah Pryor, a tipped pass by Hamilton and an interception by sophomore Clarence Lewis on the play provided the Irish possession at the Seminoles' 32-yard line. After a 24-yard pass by Cohn to Brayden Lenzi, sophomore running back Chris Tyree finished the Irish drive from two yards out to provide a commanding 38-20 margin that held up through the third quarter. But Florida State would not yield, scoring on a 15-play, 75-yard drive as a scrambling Travis found Kansas transfer Andrew Parchment for an 8-yard score. Travis then hit a wide-open Keyshawn Helton for a two-point conversion to trim Notre Dame's lead to 38-28 with still nearly 14 minutes remaining in the contest. A third and nine stop of cone was followed by what appeared to be a roughing the punter call against the Seminoles on Irish junior Jay Bramblett, but the contact was deemed incidental and the resulting five-yard penalty did not provide Notre Dame first-down yardage. Instead, Bramblett's 50-yard punt pinned Florida State at its own 12-yard line. Yet the Seminoles continued to fight, Scoring 88 yards and 4.43 later, that despite the loss of their quarterback Travis to injury, as backup Mackenzie Milton highlighted the 12 play march with a 15 yard gain to Helton on third and 11 from the Irish 20 yard line. Running back Trishon Ward's rushing score from two yards out then brought the hosts to within three points, 38 to 35 with 5.36 to play. It was Milton's first contest since suffering a gruesome leg injury against South Florida on November 23, 2018. The final five in overtime. Clinging to a three-point lead, Cone was again sacked on third down and Notre Dame's offense suffered its second straight dead drive to provide Florida State its final shot, staking Milton with possession at his own 29-yard line and 4:15 remaining. Facing a third and two two snaps later, Milton sucked in the Irish defense, then adroitly shuffled a pass between onrushing Irish defenders to running back Darian Williamson for a 12-yard chain mover into Notre Dame territory. Two first downs and 28 yards later, Florida State's drive was stymied by an ill-timed poor snap, one saved by Milton who threw the ball away out of bounds with 45 seconds remaining. Seminoles kicker Ryan Fitzgerald made good on the resulting 43-yard try tying the contest and Notre Dame had surrendered its 38-20 lead in a span of 18 minutes and 57 seconds. A 22-yard pass from Cone to Meyer allowed the Irish to threaten field goal range near the 11-second mark, but Meyer then dropped a Cone offering near the Seminoles' 37-yard line while attempting to catch and dive forward. Cone's final gasp Hail Mary was intercepted and the teams headed to overtime where Dewarer sealed the proceedings after Fitzgerald's crucial miss. One year after the Irish ran roughshod over the Seminoles in South Bend, compiling an absurd 353 rushing yards, Florida State outrushed Notre Dame 264-65 with Corbin erupting for 144 on the evening. Cohn set a Notre Dame opening day passing record with 366 yards, completing 26 of 35 passes with four touchdowns and the Hail Mary interception. Meyer led all receivers with nine catches for 120 yards in the game's opening score. Austin added 91 yards in his aforementioned score on four grabs while Williams finished with 83 rushing yards plus 42 on the ground. First-time starting linebacker J.D. Bertrand's 11 tackles led both teams on the evening.
2: Coming up next on the Irish Illustrated Insider postgame show, we'll hear from Notre Dame head football coach Brian Kelly, as well as Jack Cohn and Kyle Hamilton.
3: Hard-fought victory.
1: Florida State played tremendous um, you know, having Jordan Travis in there is very difficult to defend, uh, McKenzie. Um, but, you know, we found a way to, to win, um, difficult game opener on the road. Um, you know, again, I, I think what's most important here is, uh, you know, going on the road, winning the opener, uh, against a team that presented a lot of challenges and, uh, We found a way to to win the game. So we know we got work to do, but I like this team. Um, We'll we'll get better and we'll make a lot of improvement uh, in week two.
2: Quarterback Jack Cohn in his debut completed 26 of 35 passes for 366 yards and tied a school record with four touchdown tosses. Cohn talked about his performance.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess not. I think it was a little too, ex- too exciting for my liking. Maybe I would have liked to, you know, win by a little more. or Something like that is pretty stressful. Uh, but, no, it was amazing. and It's definitely something I always remember. Yeah, definitely. I mean, before the game, Coach Reese talked about, you know, being in attack mode and taking the shots when they present himself. And I think that's a big part to playing quarterback is taking the shots when they're there, and when they're not there, just taking the check down. Yeah, I mean, honestly, every game's different. I mean, some games we need to pass the ball more. Some games we need to run the ball more. Um, so that's just the way the game goes. But, you know, I know um, we're going to do a better job running the ball next week and hopefully do a better job passing the ball too.
2: Safety Kyle Hamilton had two interceptions in the game and made six tackles in the Irish win. Hamilton talked about his first interception in the game, one where he covered a lot of ground just to get to the football.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess not. I think it was a little too ex- too exciting for my liking. Maybe I'd like to, you know, Win by a little more, something like that is pretty stressful. Uh, but no, it was amazing. And it's definitely something I always remember. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for the game, Coach Reese talked about, you know, being in attack mode and taking the shots when they present himself. And I think that's a big part to playing quarterback is taking the shots when they're there and when they're not there, just taking the check down. Yeah. I mean, honestly, every game's different. I mean, some games we need to pass the ball more. Some games we need to run the ball more. Um, so that's just the way the game goes. But, you know, I know, um, we're going to do a better job running the ball next week and hopefully do a better job passing the ball too.
2: We're back with more of the Irish Illustrated Insider postgame show right after this timeout for Augie's Locker Room.
0: This timeout is sponsored by Augie's Locker Room, located just a screen pass away from the Notre Dame campus in the Campus Shops Plaza. Augie's features the largest collection of Notre Dame football memorabilia and gifts, including rare and hard-to-find items. Check out his website orgieslockerroom.com for the latest items and
2: information. Orgy's Locker Room, a Notre Dame tradition. Commemorate your first Notre Dame game with the Notre Dame Football Heritage Project Certificate. To learn more, go to ndcertificate.com. Now. Here's Irish Illustrated's Tim Priester's snap judgments.
1: Notre Dame had several opportunities in the second half to put Florida State away. They were unable to do that, but pull it out with a 41-yard field goal by Jonathan Doerr in overtime. Notre Dame wins 41-38. to It was really bad for Notre Dame's defense in the second half, in the fourth quarter. In fact, Notre Dame did not score in the fourth quarter. They did everything they could uh, defensively to, to allow Florida State back in the game. Tim, you um, I mean, this was a game that, uh, you, uh, there were a lot of expectations yeah. for Marcus Freeman's defense. They did not live up to it. I thought Jack Cole played extremely well, even during times when a lot of people didn't think he was playing very well. He actually set a Norden record, uh, for hope for openers with 366 yards, but a uh, tough one, uh, bottom line, they got a W.
4: Yeah. I thought the offense lost its way in the fourth quarter, but no, not more so than the defense did <laughs> the defense yielded an 18 point lead in 16 minutes. Uh, it almost got worse, and it might have gotten worse if Jordan Travis hadn't gotten hurt. It was it was surprisingly poor effort or disjointed effort by the defense because we were at one point we were saying, "Well, Florida State's not going to drive on them; they're just giving up two big plays." Then they started driving on them as well, so that's that pretty much encapsulates a poor defensive effort when all those things happen. But they escaped, and the difference between winning that game with Jonathan Durr providing a kick and losing that game if you're Notre Dame is monumental.
1: Yeah, I asked Brian Kelly about the defensive approach in the fourth quarter, and he talked about you know, some some things in the passing game with, with Florida State. And granted, especially once they went to McKenzie Milton, but it was the running game. Yeah. At one point I turned to you and said they're going to run the football all the right. way down the field. So that was a little bit perplexing. And, and certainly the heat and humidity and sure. the defense being on the field as much as it was in the second half played a role. But when they when they needed to to make some plays, you know, offensively, Norton pulled ahead. With Jack Cohn throwing four touchdown passes, he threw for 366 yards. It's the running game, and we knew that this was going to happen. The offensive line is just not that cohesive. Was, yeah. The guards looked a little overpowered at times. They just couldn't run the football. It's, a, it's a, the antithesis offensively of what they were last year. I
4: think we thought about all offseason that the offensive line obviously cannot be what they were last year, but it was kind of punctuated for us, especially for me during that press conference. With Brian Kelly said we could be efficient running the football. I was like, that is not a coach that is confident in his running game. Now the running game will get better. I think he's probably concerned about the running game coming into that Florida State game. You were concerned about Florida State's rush defense with those defensive ends, 315 pounds on the nose. And obviously they have some athletes. They played really good defense. Kelly made a good point. He pulled himself back a little bit when he said, Florida State played great tonight. We'll see if they can play like that all the time. But they did play like that against us. They did play well. They would not give in. And Notre Dame missed some opportunities to put them away. I guess this isn't putting them away, but you, you can't have your best player, Michael Mayer, dropping a pass when Jack, yeah. Jack Cohn puts it on you and you're putting door in position for a game winner. Hey, even if that worked out, they still just went on a field goal in regulation. It, it was a sloppy final quarter for Notre Dame. Yeah. And the culture lost out to the, to the team that was fired up. It, their it really did. And
1: a drop by Mayer in the first quarter prevented Notre Dame from taking right. a two-score lead at, at that point. Uh, the the running game. I mean, uh, Kyron Williams finishes with 18 carries for 42 yards. And
4: that's not on him. <laughs> no, it, it, it,
1: no, it, it definitely is not. At a certain point, um, you you know, you, you they didn't abandon the run because they kept going back to Williams throughout the game. But at a certain point, you just had to throw it. Uh, avoid turnovers. That's another key. Yeah. Florida State had three. Notre Dame only had one. There were I, I mentioned at the top. There were three plays. I mean, I, I you know some of them inexplicable. Really, the fumble to start the second half—it may have been the right call, but based upon the fact that it had been called a fumble on yeah. the field, I don't know how they could in, overturn it. Um, the 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 running into the punter instead of roughing the punter is it was one right, of the worst. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was one <laughs> it was of the, right. one of the worst calls yeah. that you could you could possibly imagine. And so, you know, Notre Dame needed to make some breaks to prevent this from yeah. going into overtime. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't catch any breaks from the referees on several instances. And they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't make a lot of breaks for themselves at that point.
4: I think some positives to take away is they did push the ball down the field. Jack Cohen trusts Kevin Austin. Kevin Austin came to play. Joe Wilkins made a huge play. I mean, Joe Wilkins makes yeah. four of those plays this year where he helps four games out. That's easier for their fifth receiver. Well, now we know why
1: he would got, yeah. got so much credit during the offseason for doing right. so well in the weight room because, I mean, he won that battle. That was a battle he shouldn't have won. He didn't have inside position and he won it. So, you know, I mean, this is, this obviously is not ideal. Brian Kelly talking from a coach's perspective said there's so much for this team to learn. Um, You know, people on the outside don't necessarily want to hear that, but on the inside I get that they're a little banged up now. Uh, Blake Fisher, he did not suffer uh, ACL or MCL damage, but he has a sprained knee. So he's probably out for a short period of time. Michael Carmody, struggle a little mm-hmm. bit at times but that that offensive line has a lot of work to do yep. that's not going to be solved easily and that's why we've said all along that it doesn't matter how much talent you have on the offensive line until you develop cohesion you're going to sputter a little bit especially against that florida state defensive line i know last year we talked about they should be good uh, mike norvell's now in his second year he had 13 transfers come in that is a good defensive yep. line their interior defensive line is just as good as Nord Ames, actually better than Nord Ames tonight over the course of 60 minutes in overtime. So I think Nord Ames' defense was worn out I, in the fourth quarter. They couldn't get off the field, and the offense uh, couldn't get them off the field.
4: And I think they need to be more sound. There were missed tackles throughout the game. because Ooh, tons to 80, of tackles. The 89 yarders, missed tackles. There's a lot of missed tackles. That's, that's not the calling part of Nord Ames' defense over the last four years. That's got to be tightened up. And, you know, first game – Kyle Hamilton, we talked about for the game, first game, new defense. Oh, my God. Adjustments are coming. Kyle Hamilton saving the day with a couple of
1: picks. He covered two-thirds of the field yeah, for the second interception. I'm sure they showed it on TV, but to see it in person was pretty incredible. A lot to correct, but at the end of the day, when, when you see all the games the way they went this weekend, yeah. some you know some upsets and some near losses, this is a near win for Notre Dame, 41-38 to in overtime. Notre Dame 1-0 moving on next week to Toledo in the home opener.
2: Notre Dame starts the season 1-0 and with the 41-38 overtime win over Florida State and will now face the Toledo Rockets next Saturday at Notre Dame Stadium with a kickoff at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Become a subscriber to Irish Illustrated to get the most comprehensive coverage of Notre Dame athletics. Just go to irishillustrated.com to register. This has been the Irish Illustrated Insider Post Game Show, sponsored by Augie's Locker Room. The final score from Tallahassee once again, Notre Dame 41, Florida State 38. Until next week, this is Len Clark saying thank you for listening, and go Irish!